All right. Hello there. Do I have Philip there? Yes, this is him. I usually go by uh, Phil, but either one is fine. Okay. Phil, that's great. Hey, Phil. Um, I just uh, I have a lot of friends that log on to my blog and so forth, and I wanted to take an opportunity to introduce them to you because you've really been a special part of my life in the last couple months. And I kind of bumped into you on your website. Can you just kind of tell everybody what your website is and then kind of tell me a little bit of uh, uh, why you started that website? Sure. Our website name is scripturememorychallenge.org. That's and we started uh, three or four years ago. And uh, our desire was just to be an encouragement to others who memorize scripture to be able to help them. Memorize scripture to be able to let them know they're not alone. You know, sometimes when someone gets a passion for the scripture, they look around and they try to find others with that same passion, and sometimes that can be hard to find. So I guess those were our main goals, to encourage those to memorize, let them know there's others, and to uh, have them be encouraged by others, and then also maybe if we could even help them with some tools in memorizing scripture. That's fantastic, and that's exactly how I found you. I, I actually Googled and tried to get a bunch of information on anywhere I could to get encouragement and the tools, you know, to memorize scripture. Um, I was way away from the Lord, and, and uh, even the scripture that I memorized uh, in Bible school and then in the early days of my ministry, it stuck with me. And so when I came back to the Lord, that was a renewed interest in my life. And so I stumbled upon you, Philip, and then you were gracious enough to get back to me on email and, and uh, you know, now becoming a quoting partner with me. We're, we have a high and lofty goal, and that's to try to memorize as much of the New Testament and potentially the whole entire Bible if we could, if God gave us the grace to do that. I want to ask you a question, Philip, because I, I've got to know your heart a little bit. Uh, why is scripture memory so important to to Christians anyway? Well, um, I'll give my own personal life, and I have a little bit of a similar testimony that I went to a, a Christian high school, and they had a small scripture memory program there. And so uh, on the days we had to memorize scripture, and then we'd have a, a quiz. Those would be the only days I got there early, because I could uh, I'd memorize the quiz. Uh, Verses as quick as I could, write them on the test, and then uh, or get them as quick as I could after that. So I, I didn't really have any interest in the Bible. It didn't seem like there were that many people that were encouraging me to have interest in the Bible. But then some of those verses that showed up year after year, they just stuck, even though I didn't have a, 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 a heart for God at that time. But the verses just stayed in there. And then also... Uh, I went to a, a Christian college for four years, and then I even taught in a Christian school, and it was the summer after I taught in a Christian school that some of those verses from high school came back to me. And, and I was able to think and say, this is, has got the ring of truth to it, and this is what I need in my life. This is what I want. I want to know the, the God of the Bible. And so uh, wow. uh, that's the main reason. I'm, I'm excited, and then I would just encourage uh, all Christians, especially in our culture, a lot of times, uh, as we look around, everything can seem fake, and it can be hard, hard to uh, have a clear picture of who is this God, what's He want of, uh, of me, what's He claim, 
and and sometimes that can get mixed with our Christian culture. So 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 I think it's very helpful that we get the pure truth right from God. Yeah, that that's fantastic. I was just reading uh, this morning and. In, uh, you know, Psalm 19, where it says the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. And, you know, Philip, as, as I see in our society around uh, around us, I, I see that um, uh, a lot of us, and I'm going to say us because I, I'm going to include myself in the body of Christ because I don't come off, I don't want to come off with a judgmental statement. But I think a lot of us as Americans, American that are Christians, uh, it's almost like I've been convicted of late that we play a game like we really believe in God. And um, your sermon, absolutely, and it's actually on my website as a recommendation on one of my blogs that people download and listen to it, on the outrageous claims of Scripture, really resonated with me. And I, I, I can't quite articulate it the way you can. Can you kind of talk just a little bit about what motivated you in that talk and and just a quick synopsis to people to tell them what exactly uh drove you to that sermon and also then you know what what is so outrageous about the claims of the bible sure uh a one phrase i like to use that it describes our culture, and, and especially our Christian culture, that we're all part of it, and I agree. I don't think of it as being them out there, but being us. But it's the idea of a trivial gospel, the idea that somehow everything is true, everything that we're supposed to believe by God is true. You know, you and I want to question it, but it just doesn't mean that much. It just isn't yeah. as important as the things of this earth. It's, it, it's not as powerful as our money. It's not as interesting as our TV or computer or stuff like that. It's not really as helpful as the psychology and all that that can do for us. So it's all true. Somehow it's all true. Everything about God that we're supposed to believe. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus loves us. And, and we're going to live in, uh, in joining fall of eternity. All that's true. It just isn't that important. And yeah. so... Uh, in that sermon, the, the main idea is just say, let's look at these claims. What if they really are true? And to be able to understand, we cannot make that statement. We cannot say it's all true and it's trivial. We either have to go one way or the other. We either have to say yeah. these claims are too outrageous, they can't be true, and to acknowledge the fact that there's millions of people in this world who don't think the Bible's true. Right. And so they might be right. They yeah. might be right. There's millions of people around the world who say the Bible's not true. They might be right to acknowledge that. But then to also say, but the Bible might actually be true because of what it's done in my heart, because of what I've seen it do in other people's heart, because of a of, of record that we have throughout history of all the Christians who, 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 who stood strong on the Scripture and got encouraged by it. It just might actually be true, and to take claim by claim, and to take a look and see what impact would it have on me if I actually believed that these outrageous claims were true, and to say I'm not going to act the way that my culture tells me to. I'm not going to act the way that my sinful nature tells me to. I'm not going to act according to my own fear or my own doubts. I'm going to I'm going to act uh, as best I can. I need God's grace in this, but as best I can by God's grace. I'm going to act on these outrageous claims. 
And so, so the first one right off the bat, a lot of people know, is that the Bible is the sword in a battle, and that we have a real enemy, and, and that the Bible is this powerful sword that defeats that enemy. And just to really consider the fact, is that all true? Was that just nice words that are meant just for Sunday, and they really aren't true? You know, if, if we're not really in a battle, then who needs a sword? You know, if right. we're in a time of peace, if we don't really have an enemy, then who needs to sharpen the sword? Maybe somebody's got a hobby. They like sharpening swords, but the rest of us, it's not that important. But if it yeah. is true that we really do have an enemy who hates us, who, who wants to steal, kill, and destroy our life, as it says in John chapter 10, verse 10, if that's actually true, and if, if we don't get to know God, he will spit it in our face and he will laugh at us all of eternity as we miss out on God. If that's actually true, and if we have a weapon that we can fight him, then that's something that, again, if, it would, if it's true, uh, and if we know it's true, and we're going to act on it. And we're going, yeah. to treasure the, we're going to treasure the scripture. We won't do, as I was taught, uh, I believe I was taught in high school, that we should learn uh, uh, all the things that we're supposed to say. And so obviously I'm supposed to say that the Bible is wonderful. Obviously I'm supposed to say the Bible is the sword of the Spirit, and they, just, and they don't care if I don't treat it like it's wonderful. If I don't treat it like it's sword of the Spirit, as long as I say, but of course in the scriptures, uh, especially with... Jesus was on earth, and then also throughout the whole Old Testament, God really slams anybody who says one thing with their lips and believes something different in their in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a, that's a fantastic motivation for me, and I really appreciate having access to 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 that sermon because I I really the things that you express are the things that I think about all the time, you know. If Jesus really is the living bread, if he really is the living water, and he makes that claim in Scripture, how differently we would live, you know, if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, and and we're promised that we'll be satisfied if we if we're we're hunger hungry people for him, and yet so many times I know in my own life I take it lackadaisical, and the illustration you used right off the bat with the the, the, the spiritual war is I don't believe that 99% of us as Christians, maybe even 100% of us as Christians, even can understand 1% of the spiritual war that goes on in the heavenlies. And if we did, how differently we would live. Well, great. You know, Philip, I, I, just, I just really wanted to have a brief interview with you because I feel like we're beginning to be partners to propagate a love for the Word of God, and 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 uh, there are a few people that log on to my blog, and and I really have been challenging them in two things: matter, memorization and meditation of Scripture, and also uh, the concept of prayer, because of course the Word of God tells us that we're to pray at all times without ceasing, and that's one of those claims. You know, I think it was Jesus that said, you can command that this mountain be uprooted and thrown into the ocean if you'd only believe. And so, really, if we lay hold and we believe these truths, how differently we would live. And I wanted to thank you for your input in my life. And and I want to challenge people that log on to my blog or my podcast Go out to the scripture, scripturememorychallenge.org 
and get involved and get challenged by what Philip's doing out there because it's a good thing. We're trying so desperately to live our life in our own effort, and yet if we would look at the instruction manual, how different we, we would live, right, Philip? <laughs> Do you but, agree? Uh, absolutely. It, and the idea also is that it's just an incredible treasure that, that, that he has for us. And so yeah. uh, if we don't take a hold of it, there's really only one reason that we don't take a hold of it, and that's that we don't believe it's as great as it claims to be. Uh, is, yeah. is makes claim after claim. The one thing, the one thing on the site, some of you people might be interested in, is I went to the New Testament and I picked a key verse for for every single chapter. So we encourage yeah. people if they want, uh, if they can memorize that key verse, and that I would, they get a skeleton of the entire yeah. New Testament, as well as of course all sorts of gems, all sorts of gems that they can hold on to. But the the idea is that they would get a skeleton, and then they would ask God, say. I may have a hunger. If I find a verse I like, maybe well, I'll read the verses in front of it or the verses after and maybe memorize those as well. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring up one last thing with you and kind of, okay. uh, you know, and I don't know a lot of information about this, but I'm interested in it anyway, and I think it would be good for me uh, to, to, to have this on the interview. I know you have a passion for drama, and, uh, you know, I was sitting in a Sunday school class Sunday, uh, Philip, and, and I met some missionary people. In fact, I'm going to send you their email address and kind of do a virtual introduction because immediately you popped into my head. They were saying that the new trend in missiology is to literally memorize stories from the Bible and do storytelling yeah, because everybody loves to listen to a story and what they do is she did an example in Sunday school class where she used the wedding at Cana, Jesus' first miracle, the water into wine and she did the story and told a story and she said that people all around the world are coming to know Jesus Christ as their personal savior through the art of storytelling. Now, a few weeks ago, you said you brought a person in, I believe, to your private school who actually does dramatic, um, you know, I guess, recitation of the stories in acts and so forth. And, and I know you've done some playwriting and so forth. Uh, what does, what, how does that hit you in terms of um, learning and memorizing the incredible stories of the Bible. I, I, is that one of your passions as well? Uh, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just extremely thankful for those who have the gift and can share the scriptures in a, a compelling way and in a powerful way. And there's probably about, I think there's about six to eight people who do that pretty uh -huh. much full-time all throughout uh -huh. our country. So that's just the exciting the uh and the one uh, i've heard the most is or key laughlin is his name excuse me and so if, yeah. if you ever get a chance you can hear him he's the one i hear the most but like i said there's there's quite a few do it and they and they just uh a couple of them have a single book uh, others have, have maybe a few favorites and they just really uh, uh they share it in just a powerful way a compelling way and, and it makes it easy for us to be able to understand the actual scripture, and then, like you mentioned, I wrote plays we perform at a, a, a at my school up to like 
Christian school, and those are just real exciting as the, as the kids get involved in, in the scriptures. And, and, uh, and to me, it's very sad if we have a, a Christian play, but then it just is like a promotion of the trivial gospel. It's just a uh-huh. promotion of the idea that, that this isn't that much. And so, and so in our plays, we try to really uh, have a bringing out of the scripture and to be able to mm-hmm. see, wow, this scripture really makes some big claims here. This scripture really can change people's lives. That's great, Phil. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today. Okay, and, well, absolutely. Um, Thank I, you for you. I, I just want to. I, I just want to. Yeah, I just want a lot of people to meet you because you're okay. such an incredible guy. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. I really, so. I, I really appreciate. I really have enjoyed our partnership, and I trust it'll go on for for a couple more years. And I, I appreciate. I know that my voice came, it kind of came in and out a little bit, so I appreciate your patience and staying with okay. me with that. And uh, okay, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Yeah, thank you, Phil, and uh, I'll uh, talk to you soon, okay? Bye-bye. Absolutely. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.